0: Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio
1: WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Rutherford Issues continues from News Radio WGNS, and we're going to be focusing on the Child Advocacy Center today. The CAC, you may know it uh, better as the CAC, cacrutherford.org online if you want to check it out and find some more info, but you're going to get uh, the lowdown today with Katie Enzer, who is in studio with us, and uh, I'm, I'm going to wait and let you uh, do the honor of inter- uh, our interviewing. Yeah, you can interview too if you want, but uh, <laughs> talking to and introducing our uh, newest member of the CAC, but how are you?
2: I am well today, Brian. Thanks so much for having us this month. Uh, It's so wonderful to be back on the radio, speaking to the community. Um, We did want to bring in a new guest today. We have a a new hire for our community education coordinator, um, and that is Miss Carrie Norville. She came to us at the end of May, and we are just so thankful she's hit the ground running with our Darkness to Light program um, and training, and so we were going to try to talk a little bit more about that and let the community know that we're ready. We're ready for July to hit, and um, new fiscal year for us. so we're just so thrilled to have carrie uh, on today with us
1: well awesome carrie norville right did i get that right that's correct awesome yes. good uh, great to have you <laughs> thank so you so i'm sure that uh the month of june has been a whirlwind for you
0: yeah yeah i've just been learning a lot kind of getting my feet wet diving in so done a couple of trainings but we're really looking forward to july and scheduling um a whole lot more so
1: it's like drinking from a fire hose i would think isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah
1: <laughs> and uh and and who knew you'd be on the radio within the first month, right?
0: Exactly, yeah. Like I said, diving
1: in. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. Where, where do you come from and all that good stuff?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm actually from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is on the Kentucky-Tennessee state line just across from Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, and I worked at a domestic violence and sexual assault center as the community educator serving nine counties of the Penny Rock Area Development District there in Kentucky. Um, I got married in September and Moved here to Murfreesboro and uh, found this job and got super excited about it, be able um, to call a new place home and really get to, uh, you know, dive in and learn everything about it through this position. Oh, wow. So,
1: so you're one of those 100. Uh, 100- Per day that move into Rutherford County, apparently, huh?
0: Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, it's it's such a, a a great community. What what's the a few things that you like about Rutherford County, Murfreesboro?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Um, so the town I came from is kind of a smaller town. There's not a lot to do. So um, just being able to drive like five minutes and get to any restaurant, mall, store, um, and then I've with katie had the opportunity to uh meet some of the local restaurants and i've really enjoyed some of those
2: as well so yes we've taken her a little shout out to simply pure sweets and the alley just mm. trying to open up some of that local uh local community to her so she knows kind of where to take her and her husband when they're out of the town
1: well that's cool that's uh, you know we've got a lot of great restaurants here mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, well that's awesome glad that you're a part of uh rutherford county here and uh, as as the darkness to light coordinator Katie kind of remind us what darkness to light is all about
2: well I don't know if Katie's the best one to, to do, <laughs> well, that, Katie can but do that too. I, I might I might send it to Carrie but um, what's really great about the darkness to light program that we offer um, all all year round um, is going to be the really the flexibility of the training I believe um, because it's great information it's it's one also that you know we believe is going to be the prevention part of our job of child abuse. The prevention um, training is so very flexible. And I'm going to really ask Carrie to let us know a little of what she's learned in the last month, kind of what the community can do to reach out to us and also be able to um, learn more.
0: Yeah, Um, so we know that we as adults are responsible for protecting the children in our community. Uh, Statistics show that one in 10 children will be the victim of child sexual abuse before the age of 18, and that's a really high number. We also know that 90% of these victims know they're abusers, which means that we have to move beyond that stranger danger aspect that we typically tend to teach our children. Um, To kind of break it down to our community, we know that the average class Class size of the Murfreesboro City Schools is approximately 20 students, mm-hmm. um, which means that two students in every classroom may be a victim of child sexual abuse before the age of 18. Uh, so we really have to work together to learn the steps to preventing and responding to child sexual abuse. Uh, so Darkness to Light teaches five steps. Step one is to learn the facts. Step two, minimize opportunity. Step three, talk about it. Step four, recognize the signs. And then step five is to react responsibly. Uh, So like Katie said, we we do have um, some flexibility in those trainings. It's not something that we have to do within that eight to four Monday through Friday timeframe, you know, if evening, an evening training would be better, that works. If the weekends are better, that works as well. Um, We offer two different trainings, a two hour more in depth training, which is the one that we really encourage because we feel like people get the most out of that one. Um, But we also offer a one hour training because we we realize that time is um, a hindrance for some people. But um, the other thing we see is that we we see anywhere from two to four cases walking through our door every day at the CAC. Uh, So, you know, by working together to uh, learn the signs and react responsibly, we can really make a difference in our community. Uh, Me and Katie were talking earlier about a a fact that uh, I didn't know before I started at the CAC, and that's that everyone in the state of Tennessee is considered a mandated reporter which is something that you you'll learn more about if you decide to take this training um, but that basically just means that if you witness child abuse or you have suspicion you are required to call the DCS hotline so um, that's just some of the information that you'll learn through that
2: training so
1: so uh, let me ask a few questions about all of that. And that was that was a great... You, you've got the stump speech down here. So, you know, that, that was awesome.
2: Yes, that training is working. <laughs> She's doing great. Uh,
1: so uh, w- when when you talk about a court-mandated reporter, that, that kind of makes me think about, well, who would kind of be a, a person to take this darkness to light training? And it sounds like anyone.
0: Exactly, yeah. Um, so we really encourage... Everyone who deals with children um, to take this training. So, you know, church groups, civic groups, nonprofits, daycares, um, schools. You know, we're working with the city schools to get this implemented in those um, areas. We contact daycares because they are required to take a training. Uh, but really, anyone over the age of 18 is welcome to give us uh, a call and schedule one of those trainings. We will gladly welcome you. Um, because like I said, we are we are responsible as adults to protect our children.
1: You know, when you say one in 10 and the average class size in the city is 20, that's that's two out of uh, every classroom. And, you know, w- when you think about it in, in that particular uh, volume, it's um, why do you think we're seeing more reported? Is it because we are, um, seeing it more often uh, Reporting it more often We're, we're more aware and, and know the questions to ask I mean that's got to help I know this is part of prevention But prevention is also Recognizing when it's a problem
0: Right So I don't have a definite answer For that one um, But I'd like to think that The darkness to light training Helps with that um, You're going to learn A lot of valuable tools About talking to your children um, One specifically is using proper terminology we see that as a big hindrance to children um, disclosing that child sexual abuse because we're unaware of you know the terminology they use but if we uh, use the anatomically correct terminology uh, for our body parts then then if they were to disclose then there is no question about it um, and then another thing is is being aware of the signs uh, most people think that they would see those physical signs but we know through this term- training that a lot of times it's going to be behavioral um or even emotional signs that we wouldn't particularly think of in these cases and that's going to help us to break down um whether we need to have that conversation with that child which I think is probably one of the reasons that we're seeing that influx is because we are more aware of these Mm -hmm. things after taking these trainings
1: and out of curiosity do Uh, I'm sure boys and girls react differently and and show their emotions in different ways and things of that nature, too. I mean, do you actually go down that deep into how, how that works with girls and boys?
0: Um, in the in the two-hour training, we do have the opportunity to go a little bit more in-depth. Um, but, you know, the, the signs and symptoms aren't necessarily gender-specific. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's person-to-person person on how they're going to deal with that trauma, um, which is why we keep it kind of broad um, and just discuss all of the potential things that you would see.
1: Well, most of the time, would you agree that it's it's to keep that – suppressed because of um, being scared of the abuser or uh, being told never tell anyone and that kind of and so those are really pretty deep emotions
0: yeah for sure so um, another thing we talk about are these grooming tendencies that um, abusers will have um, trying to you know start off with a small secret like oh don't tell your mom I gave that to you, or uh, don't tell your mom we did that, don't tell your dad we did this, you know. Um, they they start off with small secrets um, to see what kind of thing that they can build up to, what kind of secret that child's going to keep, um, which is why in our training we have a portion where we where we say talk about it. Um, we're going to tell our children that we shouldn't have secrets because that's a big thing. Um, but definitely, it's definitely an an important thing to consider um when it comes to that so Mm -hmm.
1: two to four cases daily at the CAC did I hear that right
0: yes yeah I think right now correct me if I'm wrong we're like booked
2: two weeks out certainly so even pre-covid um we were seeing between 50 and 60 cases a month um and so that obviously that number still hasn't calm down any um the only shortage we saw was when children weren't actually out and about which was not this last memorial day the the last one um you know when schools and daycares and things started opening back up um certainly we were able to hear a little bit more from the children they felt a little bit more comfortable being outside of the home um and being able to be back and kind of in a safer place maybe because in and what we learned was that not all people were safe at home during the pandemic unfortunately and so being able uh, and you know brian you and i spoke too on that same note um, during that time was that we did find out that 52 percent of our mandated reporters were teachers Um, and we never probably would have known that number if we hadn't have had covid to know that they were a of course a very integral part of our mandated reporting Um, so we just certainly want to encourage the public to not only take the training because we do highly believe in what it it offers um, for parenting, um, for just day-to-day uh, activities, and es- especially even um, any of the organizations that work with children. Um, but we also wanted to encourage today the, the hotline. Um, we do have a, a child abuse hotline number um, that we would like to to post. It is on our website, as you mentioned, at cacrutherford.org, um, where you can do an online report, um, or you can call 877 0004 Um, and that's going to be the main hotline where you actually can speak to someone to me that'd be my favorite because you know i like speaking to people Um, but ultimately too they can ask you questions you can provide the most information that you know and the more information they have the better they can assist that child Um, once that that report has been made that's when Department of Children's Services and law enforcement are involved, and then that's when they come to the Child Advocacy Center, and they actually speak with one of our forensic interviewers, and that's what um, Carrie was speaking of, who our interview process is asking the child the questions that no parent or caregiver wants to ask, um, but certainly want to give that child the opportunity to tell their story. And at that point, that story can then be used um one time, they can. It's recorded, and so the recording can then be used in the court of law to be able to prosecute that perpetrator. If in fact there has been disclosure and it's confirmed, um, and that's really why we want to exist and to be there for the the children, is so they don't have to continue to be revictimized. They can just tell that story one time. Um, there may be a follow up interview if needed, um, but at that point, that process is started. Um, any of those online referrals or calls are can also be anonymous. Um, so even if you suspect, like we said, every person in Tennessee is a mandated reporter.
1: Uh, before our time gets away, we've got a couple of moments uh, left here um, right now. Anything else uh, going on? I know that you're looking for some volunteers to help, right?
2: Yes, Brian. Thanks for bringing that up. We have a summer mail-out that we are excited about letting the community know. Um, And we have some cards at the office that we would like some volunteers to stop by this week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So today, tomorrow, and Wednesday between 3.30 and 5. We've carved out some time for your business, your organization, or even yourself. You and your kid can come. Um, If you can fold stamp. What else? did we say? Tape. And tape, uh, you are you are eligible. Yes. <laughs> and so please come spend some time with us. Um, we have about 2,000 cards that we're going to send out, and so we'd love for some help with that. So we're going to be there this afternoon. You're welcome to come to 1040 Samsonite Boulevard.
1: So you just stop by. That's stop all you have on to do. Stop by.
2: You're welcome to give us a call at 615-867-9000 if you'd like to, if you have a large group that we could... Um, we could have we certainly can take that too
1: well very good uh katie thanks for coming in and carrie I, i'm glad to meet you i'm sure we'll have more chats here on the radio
0: yeah it's nice to meet you as well thank you
1: very good uh joining us today from the child advocacy center katie enzer and carrie norville